the Jewish state is born. Aware that seven Arab states under the leadership of former Nazi and British officers were about to attack them, the Jews of Palestine declared the establishment of the State of Israel on May 14, 1948, at 4.32 p.m. in a moving ceremony at the Tel Aviv Museum. The new Prime Minister, David Ben-Gurion, declared, We hereby proclaim the establishment of the Jewish state in Palestine to be called Israel. The 650,000 members of the Jewish community in Palestine were thrilled at the possibility of establishing the first Jewish state in more than 1,800 years. These same Jewish people anguished over the fact that seven Arab armies were preparing to attempt to slaughter them in an effort to murder the Jewish state in the birth canal. The international community began discussing a Jewish state following the revelation of the horrors of the Holocaust in 1947. As a part of the Palestine Mandate, and the British White Paper of 1922. A large section of land east of the Jordan River, called Transjordan, was offered to the Jews of the world. The Arabs so vigorously protested the land grant to the Jews that four-fifths of the property was given to the Arabs, and one-fifth was given to the Jews. It was Israel's first land-for-peace offering, and it miserably failed as have all others that have been made or will be made to gain a momentary peace. The organizers of the ceremony for the recognition of Israel developed the plans under extremely tight secrecy, which was crucial. Israel knew that if any word about the plans leaked out, giving critical information as to when this historic occasion would occur, the Arabs would immediately either place a bomb on the site or plan an attack during the event. But on May 14th, the morning newspapers announced that the event would take place at 4 p.m. The Jewish people of Tel Aviv were so excited that they placed the blue and white flags of Israel outside their homes. In order to preserve secrecy and safety, only a small audience was invited to the event. Foreign journalists were barred from the historic meeting. When the National Council met at 1 p.m., The members still could not agree on the wording to be used in the Proclamation of Statehood. In their book, Great Moments in Jewish History, Eleanor and Robert Slater described this meeting. Some demanded that it spell out the new state's frontiers. Ben-Gurion said no. Observant Jews wanted a reference to the God of Israel. Secularists balked. Compromising, Ben-Gurion decided that the word rock would appear instead of God. What about a name for the new state? How about Judea, suggested one member. How about Zion, proposed another. Again, Ben-Gurion broke the impasse. The new state would be called Israel. Just before 4 p.m., limousines began arriving at the Tel Aviv Museum, causing the crowd that had gathered to break into wild cheering. The last council member to enter the museum was Ben-Gurion, all five feet three inches off him. His craggy face, fringed with strands of white hair, bore little expression. Now we are responsible for our destiny, he thought to himself. 350 invitees had crowded into the museum, packing the room with people. 
Ben-Gurion, and ten other members of the cabinet were seated at the table under a portrait of Zionist pioneer Theodore Hutzel. Thousands of new Israelis were listening to the ceremony via radio broadcast. At 4 p.m., Ben-Gurion rapped his walnut gavel three times, and the crowd sang the national anthem Hatikva. Then Ben-Gurion declared, I shall now read to you the scroll of the establishment of the state, which has passed in first reading by the National Council. Ben-Gurion raised his voice when he read, Accordingly, we, the members of the National Council, representing the Jewish people in Palestine and the World Zionist Movement, are met together in solemn assembly today, the day of termination of the British Mandate for Palestine.